When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, a very strong showing yesterday for a public listening session on proposed changes for the Farm and Industry Short Course. That program's more than 140 years old, and you would expect some changes on the way, but two big elements, going from a credit to a non-credit format, and then the residential element of the program, where the focal points of discussion yesterday. We're catching up with Jennifer Blazik. She is the director of the Farm and Industry Short Course. I caught up with her immediately following that hour-long listening session and got some feedback from what she heard, where she sees the program going. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. Glad you're along with us. Already a little bit of a blustery start to our Wednesday morning. They are calling this an alert day because we could see some severe weather come through and some strong winds. Today, an 80% chance of thunderstorms happening across the state. 65 are expected high. Tonight, we start changing directions as far as temperatures are concerned. Overnight lows down to 33, and then Thursday, we are going to see some partly sunny skies, but very windy on Thursday. 44 are expected high. Partly cloudy on Friday, 44. Partly cloudy on Saturday, and 44 degrees. Stumach's got our ag weather coming up in about 15 minutes. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I'm a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because of the opportunities that Farm Bureau affords its members here in the state of Wisconsin. Member benefits to uh, local leadership and personal and professional development opportunities that you can really take advantage of as a Farm Bureau member. We talk about Farm Bureau and how we help move farmers and agriculturalists forward. WFBF.com You should look them up. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mother Nature hasn't cooperated a whole lot yet. We've got spring work to do. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of those jobs is spreading some manure before we get in and start planting crops. And boy, I'll tell you, that manure is very valuable, Pam, the way we're looking at the input costs this year. Boy, that is for darn sure. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But you're right, Bob. I think a lot of folks are frustrated. Really, it doesn't matter where you are in the state of Wisconsin. It seems like some folks have soils that are absolutely saturated with water. Other folks are still facing a little bit of a droughty situation. But that manure as a nutrient can also help build organic matter, which helps with water holding capacity. Those are all the things that I talked about with Kevin Herb. He's a university extension professional that focuses in on nutrient management. And at this time of the year, he's mighty busy answering questions and trying to give us a gauge on how things are going. Supply management still an issue, especially for those custom operators that are looking for farm equipment. But we start out talking about what we just discussed, weather. And this year, Wisconsin weather not cooperating. 
Well, you hit the nail on the head exactly, Pam, and that we're kind of in the same ballpark we've been in for, I think, three of the last four years now. It seems like we're part of the state is sitting here nice and yellow on the drought monitor, and other parts of the state were uh, just wishing for some warm, sunny, windy days so we can actually get back out in the fields again. But that's really wreaking havoc with our manure plans. And for those of us that are sitting in these wetter areas, we're just not able to get out into the fields yet at this point without creating ruts, without creating compaction. And, of course, uh, a lot of guys are beginning to look at the calendar and say, yeah, do I really want to delay corn planting at all here by putting manure on fields? But given where fertilizer prices are right now, uh, that's really coming in and playing into the equation quite a bit, too. Well, we were talking about, you know, it is standard where you spread manure on the fields closest to the farm. Uh, You make a very good point about, uh, yes, energy prices are high, but those nutrient values that you were talking about are also pretty high. And making sure that we've got organic matter, regardless of what weather we've got coming up, is kind of a critical key. Right, because what we've seen time and again, Pam, is that the fields that are closest to the barn, and this goes back even if it was 50 cows 25 years ago or if it's 2,000 cows now, the natural tendency is, you know, we're going to hit those fields that we own. We're going to hit those fields closest to the barn because we want to be efficient with time. We also don't want to spend more money than we need to on fuel and wear and tear on equipment. But given the fact that a 1,000 gallons of liquid dairy manure may have $25 or more in fertilizer value this spring, uh, I've got a lot of folks saying, you know, that even that rented field or that field that's kind of hard to get to sometimes because of where it is, maybe better uh, suited for manure this year for a number of reasons. One is it's got that lower soil test, so it's going to benefit more, particularly from the micronutrients, but also the phosphorus and potassium. But at the same time, the more organic matter we've got in the soil, one, in a drought, the more moisture it's going to hold. But in these wet years, particularly in the clay soils and some of our tighter soils, the more organic matter I have, actually the more quickly water will soak through and actually dry out a little bit on those soils. So there's kind of a benefit on both ends of things, both when it's too wet and too dry, to build up that organic matter, whether it's through cover crops, reduced tillage, or adding organic matter like manure to the field that's going to pay dividends whether it's too wet or too dry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like we said, uh, we do have to think about the value that is within that manure. Like you said, it's not just about nutrients. In some regards, it's it's almost about some of the moisture that it's bringing in in those drought soils. Do we do we have to think about our rates uh, changing when it's a droughty soil that lived with the drought last year, Kevin, versus some of our soils that might be a little bit more on the, I won't say saturated, but at least not drought? Yeah, once again, it really depends on where you are, Pam. So from what I'm seeing, the really tight clay soils, those that really tend to crack very nicely, uh, very nicely meaning I can drop a crescent wrench down in a crack in August if I'm not careful. Uh, those soils, um, if we go out there when they're cracked like that, uh, the manure tends to go a bit deeper in the profile, sometimes out of the root zone. Um, and so, obviously, um, I'd really rather have that manure in the top few inches of the soil <clears throat> where the majority of my crop roots are. Uh, but I look at some of the drier areas of the state right now. That ground is hard, particularly if I've got real watery manure, say, from that far end of the lagoon, uh, first loads off. 
the risk of running off is a lot higher. And given the value of $25 per thousand gallons, I really don't want that to leave and maybe pool in areas of the field that don't need it as much. And so keeping that right where I put it, right on the acre, right on the square foot that I put it, is important. And so injecting that manure, getting the right rate out there, um, we're really not going to add significant soil moisture um, to a field. I mean, 27,000 gallons to the acre is roughly an inch of rainfall equivalent. Put that on, I'm going to delay planting, and probably that's too high a rate for my nutrients anyway. I'd rather spread that manure out and cover more acres so I'm spending less on fertilizer than dump it all on one field and then have to buy fertilizer for the 40 acres across the road. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Herb's along with us. He is a university extension specialist focused in on nutrient management in this conversation. Let's talk a little bit, Kevin, about the industry as a whole. Uh, We have a lot of farms that still are managing their own manure, but we also have an awful lot of custom operators that are uh, really paying attention to the details, especially as it regards our regulatory lineup. That industry continues to kind of struggle with challenges post pandemic. You talk with uh, custom nutrient applicators, not just in the United States, but Canada. What are you hearing from them? So it's not so much the pandemic, although that plays a factor into it, Pam, but it's the entire labor shortage. When individuals that have that CDL license can get double or in some cases even triple what's typically paid in the ag industry to be doing short distance trucking or over the road trucking, working in specific industries, the entire tight labor market right now has made it hard for both custom applicators but also the firms that are building our manure and farm equipment really to be at full employment. And so I've talked to a number of applicators here in Wisconsin that had equipment parked last fall because they couldn't get employees. I know talking to a couple of the manure equipment manufacturers in the last week both in the U.S. and Canada, that they are anywhere from three, six, even nine months out in some cases from being able to deliver a manure tanker or spreader that you order today. And so what that's done is a couple of things. It's driven up the price, uh, particularly of used manure equipment right now. And you combine that with the fact that a number of farmers have decided to buy their own manure tanker, whereas they used to rely entirely on the custom manure haulers, sometimes buying their own drag line, uh, to be able to put some on hay in summer, take some of that end-of-the-year pressure off of their custom applicator. And it's becoming a real challenge sometimes to get the labor we need and the equipment we need to safely spread manure when we want to. What did you say if uh, a custom operator or a farm puts an order in for any of this custom equipment? How long are you hearing it's going to take to be fulfilled? So it depends on what piece of equipment that you're talking about, but I'm hearing uh, anywhere from three, six, even up to nine months, depending on what piece uh, that you're actually looking at. Some uh, of the stuff built here in Wisconsin, it's a fairly quick turnaround. Uh, Some of the larger manure tankers and uh, those kinds of things. Uh, coming out of Canada right now and uh, the Midwestern part of the country here are easily six months because uh, they just have had the, the shutdown with the pandemic put them behind and they just aren't able to find the labor really to ramp up production the way they want to. And like you said, although we focus on it as a state, this is really a national issue, nutrient management and uh, those available custom operators, right? It is. Uh, we see a pinch, particularly here uh, in Wisconsin, 
our problems really started uh, with the good economy we had several years ago, but also uh, just a huge demand for CDL drivers and the changes uh, nationally and how you get a CDL have put even more pressure on the industry. Kevin Herb, along with us, again, one of our University Extension Specialists, focused in this time around primarily on nutrient management. Like he said, uh, treat those nutrients uh, as the valuable ingredients that they are for a successful growing season and be mindful of the weather conditions that you may be facing. And like he said, uh, be grateful. If you've got a custom operator that is up and rolling and able to take care of your farm, you may be the exception, not the rule. From the southern end of the world's longest bar in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You've collected a lifetime of jewelry. Some of it you'll never give up. Others, well, it can continue to be hidden away or you can repurpose it and bring it back to life with the help of William Thomas Custom Jewelry. The master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create that one-of-a-kind piece that's redesigned, updated, and uniquely you. Something you'll definitely want to show off the minute you put it on. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Let's ride bikes. Busy professionals don't have time to deal with bike shops. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. Avoid the hassle of dragging your bicycle to the shop. Ask your employer if the Bike Mobile can visit your office for a bicycle tune-up day for you and your coworkers. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Shelly, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, more than helpful in explaining repairs in terms I understand and making an appointment that works with my schedule. Thanks, Shelly. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like Wisconsin's weather is going to stay interesting, not just today, but kind of right on through the Easter weekend. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning. My buddy Stan just sent me an amazing picture. Actually, a friend sent it to him. Almond, Wisconsin yesterday apparently got hit by a major sleet storm. Literally, it, it looks like they picked up an inch of snow, but Stan says it was all sleet. And, oh, uh, boy. Yeah, literally. And, you know, part of that comes right after, I know, Heartland Farms uh, in that Plover area, they were they were starting to plant seed spuds uh, last week. So, yikes. I, it, it honestly looks like it's about an inch of snow. Yeah, but it won't last very long. 
I mean, temperatures overnight still for most of us in the 50s over here at the Fond du Lac area, it's 64. Mm. Uh, even in central Wisconsin where they got that inch of stuff, you know, it's still in the 40s or around 50. So it's not sticking around long. It'll be moisture and soaking into the soil. I guess that's the best news there is. We're not done with this storm system. Still building in from the west. So moving up into south southeast parts of Minnesota this morning. A warm front extends east right across southern Wisconsin. And there are areas of scattered showers. Not a big widespread storm area like last night that hit northeast and eastern Wisconsin. Scattered type shower activity moving up from Iowa, southeast Minnesota, into south-central Wisconsin, more of it up into the west and northern part of the state, up toward Eau Claire, and further north of Wausau, there's a little more widespread rain. But I expect that low will slide up through southeast Minnesota and then slip across northern Wisconsin, heading for the UP by late today and into the night, heading up toward northeast Wisconsin and then the UP beyond that. So it means still more rain and even a thunderstorm in the area today. The chance of severe weather, the stronger storms in the southeast, oh, call it third of Wisconsin, maybe the Fond du Lac area down toward south-central Wisconsin, oh, let's call it even Monroe, East of that line, a smaller chance that there could be some severe weather. Everything further west, mostly to showers or a garden variety rumble of thunder, a possibility with temperatures that are still going to be mild today, cooling for the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Are you protecting investments on your farm? BioVet's CAF program has been supporting calf health and growth for more than 30 years. BioVet CAF supplements provide your newborn calves with energy, hydration, and beneficial microbials to support healthy calves. Healthy calves make productive cows. Call BioVet today and learn how an investment in your calf's health returns an investment in your future and your farm's profits. Call 1-800-BIOVET-1. That's 1-800-B-I-O-V-E-T-1. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, tell me what we've got to prepare for today. And tomorrow looks like it's going to be really nasty, too. Yeah, we get a whole lot more wind for Thursday. Today, our Compere Financial Ag weather forecast is a mostly cloudy day. Scattered showers could be a thunderstorm, more likely in the southeast part of Wisconsin. A lot of temps in eastern and southern Wisconsin in the mid-60s. The temps fall at Mauston and La Crosse, falling back down into the 40s, or at least the very low 50s here by late today, with south winds becoming west 5 to 15, a bit gusty. Overnight, mostly cloudy showers, possibly that thunderstorm activity tapering off should end late in the night. We drop down toward freezing, 32, west winds 5 to 15, gusting to 30. Mostly sunny, very windy tomorrow, low and mid-40s. With the southwest winds 12 to 25, gusting to 45. And then by Friday, partly sunny skies, still in the low to mid 40s. With west winds 5 to 15, gusting to 30. Lacrosse or Boston, Pam, another tenth of an inch or two. Everybody else still in that quarter to half inch of rain, a possibility today. Southeast could see some storm amounts in excess of a half inch. Do you see anything severe coming into Wisconsin with this front? Just that southeast third of Wisconsin. Uh, East of Madison, probably up toward Fond du Lac and that southeast corner, that could get strong. Boy, because there was some crazy 
tornadoes measured overnight. So just kind of want to keep an eye on that. Very good, my friend. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. You bet. Take care. All right. Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist with weather details you're looking for. And it's all brought to you courtesy of our friends at Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. More food news, including a wrap-up on that uh, farm and industry short course conversation coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Gear up for spring and finally get started on those projects you've been thinking about tackling all winter. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has all the supplies you'll need to kick spring off right. Like Barron pre-cut tow and log chains in 14 to 20 foot lengths, now 20% off. Take $100 off heavy-duty sheeted bull bale feeders from Balin. Need more room for your stuff? Pick up a shed in a box by Shelter Logic. It's $249.99. Take $10 off 48-inch by 100-foot, 12.5-gauge red brand horse fence. Plus, while you're shopping, check out these other great deals. Taste of the Wild Grain-Free and Ancient Grain 28-pound bags of dog food, now $3 off. Men's and Women's Carhartt Workwear Pocket T-Shirts are two for $25. Big and Tall Pocket Tees, two for $29. And visit us at the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, Wisconsin, April 22nd through the 24th. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani continues to invest in automation at their facility to the world-class level they feel their employees deserve. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani is now hiring production associates and maintenance. A safe, comfortable, and clean work environment where you can feel proud and you won't go home dirty. Competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit sharing, and more. When you work at Cardinal Glass, your career is world-class so you can live first-class. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Our courteous and talented installation team will make your project worry-free. Whether it's a new entry door, creating that perfect statement for the front of your home, or a clean new patio door that doesn't require Herculean strength to open. No matter the task, our employees will do what it takes to earn your satisfaction. Call me today or visit windowworldmadison.com. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. 
Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you have a concern about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad, no kid is gonna tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Wouldn't it be nice to celebrate spring behind the wheel of a new car? Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison wants to make that happen for you with our Bloomin' Zoom promotion. On Saturday evening, April 30th, we're giving away $55,000 in cash and prizes. Two winners will be chosen every half hour from 4 until 8.30 with each taking home a $1,000 cash prize. Then at 9... One grand prize winner will receive a $35,000 vehicle certificate. Celebrate spring at... Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. So you've bought that new house or condo, and everything fits just perfect with your style. Except for that outdated bathroom. This private yet relaxing room could be updated with today's spa-like features from Actuate Improvement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. The Milwaukee Bucks, the three seed, draws the Chicago Bulls, the six seed. Grant Bills, if I had a gun to your head or put your feet to the fire, Bucks win in what? Four. Yep. Four. Dude, the Bulls, okay, (laughs) so here's the thing. I don't pretend to watch every NBA regular season game. I, I, I don't. I watch a lot of them. I don't watch every regular season game. I think I watched every Bulls game in the month of April, except for their game against the Hornets the other night where no one played. And Evo. Every single Bulls game I watched was over by the end of the first quarter. Like this team is, it's a dead team walking right now. It's a dead man walking like in the green mile. Like the team, they, they want their, <laughs> I just watched that the other day, by the way. Oh, really? See, I watch movies. I can watch movies. I, I know things. Um, yeah, this team's dead. They're dead on the inside. They're, they're a dead man walking. Would, would the Bulls be saying right now, Grant? I'm tired, boss. Exactly. Literally, though, <laughs> I think the Bulls mentally and my roommate's a big Bulls fan. He's a Ugh. Chicago sports fan. He's a good and guy. Think, Just don't let him buy any bees. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Um, he told me the other day, he's like, I think this team mentally put so much stock into Lonzo coming back. And then when Lonzo didn't come back, I think they kind of were resigned to defeat a little bit. I, this this Bulls team wants their season to be done. If you watch any of their games last month, they just they haven't showed up for a game. Um, I, I'm not worried at all. I think four. the only sweep. thing they'll show sweep. up for. I think the only thing I agree with you on the sweep and like I thought Lonzo Ball was gonna be back and they were hanging on for him, but he's shut down. Obviously, I think the only thing yeah. that the Bulls will get up for is to cheap shot Grayson Allen. I think that's the only thing we'll get is maybe a little feisty uh, them coming after Grayson Allen. What do you think about that? Okay, sure. It hasn't worked for him the last three times. No, but I think that's the only fight we'll get is them trying to fight Grayson Allen because they got have it out for him because of the, the Caruso injury. This season is, and I tweeted this yesterday kind of as a joke, but I 100% mean it. This season is going to end Tristan Thompson's career. Ooh. Coming out of this playoff series, we will look Ooh. around in the league and the Bulls will look around and say Tristan Thompson is done. I don't because know, Brooke man. Lopez is going to baby them. Giannis is going to baby like they they can't defend size they can't. I did and like Tristan your tweet. Thompson is going to look horrible. I did like your tweet with uh, Kramer when he was uh, doing karate with a bunch of like the ten year olds. 
That was pretty yeah. funny. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't think Tristan – now, I do sort of agree that the you know the Bucks are going to maybe end Tristan Thompson's career, but then I think Tristan's going to mm-hmm. remember that he's got a new gym trainer that he has the hots for, and he'll probably have another kid getting squirted out here. So I think he needs to keep playing to afford all the kids he keeps having with everyone that's not Khloe Kardashian. Needs that alimony money, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to earn it because Brooke Lopez and Giannis are going to be dangling their uh, their baby makers, so to speak, in his face for an entire <laughs> four game series. So, uh, so maybe he does. Maybe you're right. I think you're right about that. Is there any? Is there anyone on this uh, in the playoffs? Obviously, the East that the Bucks should be worried about matching up with. I think the second round could be interesting. I. I I was thinking about this in the shower last night, actually, Ebo, and I wrote it down when I got out because I, I think I'll talk about it on my show tonight. The second round has the potential to be a little tricky because the Bucks, I believe, pretty soundly are going to sweep the Bulls or come out of that series really without any stress. Boston and Brooklyn is going to be the other series on their side of the bracket, and if Boston beats Brooklyn and matches up with Milwaukee, you know Boston's going to be feeling high and mighty because they just took down the team that supposedly the Bucks wanted to dodge. Or Brooklyn's going to knock off the Celtics, and they're going to feel really confident because they got through the Celtics, who've been better than anyone the second half of the year. So whoever the Bucks face in the second round is going to be feeling themselves big time, and that's something the Bucks are going to have to overcome. So I think that second-round series, I think the Bucks are better than both those teams, but the situation and the ebb and the flow and the momentum of the playoffs I don't think is going to favor the Bucks in the second round. So that worries me. Now, if they get all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, they play Philly, or Toronto, whoever, none of those teams scare me. But the second round, I think very similarly to last year, could could maybe feel like the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's what worries me. Yeah, uh, I'm just ready for a, a back-to-back championship for our Milwaukee Bucks. Well, more will be revealed on that front. And before I let you go, two questions. Well, Giannis Dendekumbo, do you think he, uh, I know it's a longer of a shot, but do you think he can uh, capture that MVP title? Or no, is actually, Jokers? it's funny. I, I, it's Jokic is going to win it. I was listening to the... Bill Simmons podcast yesterday and he said he couldn't vote for Giannis because he sat the last game of the year and he doesn't care enough and he wants his MVP to care. Oh, I'm like, this God. conversation is so stupid. Just give it to Jokic. No one's really going to be that happy about it except for Nuggets fans because Nuggets are going to lose in the first round and we're all going to feel dumb about giving him the MVP, but no, Giannis isn't going to win it. And Grant, before I let you go, uh, I only heard one, well, it was more than one complaint, but a complaint in one day. How did the entirety of Neil Diamond Week go? Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We've got a weather alert day for this Wednesday. 80% chance of thunderstorms across the state today, and some of it could be severe. Daytime heights today around 65 degrees. More than 120 people turned out for the online listening session yesterday, focused in on potential changes to the farm and industry short course. We're talking with Jennifer Blazik, the director of the program. Before we wrap it up today, she is going to give us her perspective on what she walked away from that listening session, hearing from people and planning for in the future. Stick around. That's coming up. So on this day, April 13th, 1997, Tiger Woods became the youngest ever golfer to win the Masters tournament at the age of 21. Kind of nice to see him return, even though he didn't really compete this time around, but still nice to see him back on the links this year. On this day back in 1970, an oxygen tank exploded on Apollo 13. That left the spacecraft 
crippled, couldn't finish its mission to the moon, but they did return safely. That's the good news on this day back in 1970. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time again for us to catch up with our friends from uh, the Steffes Auction Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group. Com. And as always, joining us, Ashley Ewan from the Steffes Group. Busy, busy time. If you've been listening to the Farm Show, you know they've got a lot of different type sales that are coming up around the state of Wisconsin. Let's go back to the Wallerman sale that happened last week, Ashley. Boy, it sounds like those dairy cattle got really good prices. You know, we did. And they had such a nice herd of Holsteins there, and, and the genetics were at the top. And we averaged just under $2,400 uh, on the milk cows. So we thought that was pretty good. You know, it shows the care and condition of their herd and pretty excited about that. And that was after their land sale two weeks prior to that. And so things are going good at Steffes Group. Tell me a little bit about the interest. I think that people uh, may not be familiar, may not have done the online thing. How was uh, the reception as far as overall interest in those sales, Ashley? You know, it was really good. We gave out close to 150 bidder numbers live, and it was not a very nice day. We woke up to two inches of snow there and a lot of mud to deal with and cold, of course. But, you know, we had online bidding. Uh, we had, that was challenging due to the cell service there, but we got it to work. And I think we had 66 registered bidders online and some buyers of cattle online. Excellent. Excellent. Again, folks, that just tells you that this partnership with the expertise that the Steffes Group has and the technology that they can provide with that web platform as well as the live presence, really the ticket for a successful event. Now, we've got more events coming up around Wisconsin involving our folks at the Steffes Group. Ashley, let's talk a little bit about the one coming up next week in the Arcadia area. Right. So next week on Thursday is going to be our open house right there uh, in Buffalo County. All the directions are there. How to get there is, is on our website, so check that out. And uh, we're working with the surveyors. We'll have the surveys available at the open house uh, so everybody can look at it. And it's 1,250 acres of good ground. Uh, of course, a couple farmsteads that are going to be sold along with it. Yeah, and we're talking about the Pronchinski sale that's going to be coming up next Thursday. Again, the website that gives you all that information, steffesgroup.com. That's S T E. F-F-E-S group.com. And this is really just the beginning of several phases for the Pronchinski property, right, Ashley? Yeah, it is. You know, we're going to start with the real estate. And once once that's sold and done, uh, then we're going to move to selling the cattle and then eventually selling the machinery in June. Excellent. All right, Ashley Hewen along with us, just coaching you up. If you're thinking about a sale, whether it's equipment, whether it's land, whether it's the entire farmstead, whatever it is, the Steffes Auction Group can help you out there. Remember that online catalog of all the activities they've got going on, steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E. F-F-E-S group.com. Don't forget about their app that's also available there. Or you can call their office toll-free, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Looking forward next week to that big sale in Buffalo County, the Pronchinski sale. Like I said, all the details available online at steffesgroup.com. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. 
Compier Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. The Wisconsin Corn Growers Association, along with the Wisconsin Biofuels Association, applauding the announcement yesterday that President Joe Biden made during a visit to Iowa. He is going to allow American consumers access to E15 low-cost fuel year-round now. Mark Hoffman from Palmyra, president of the Wisconsin Corn Growers Association, said that they wanted to thank the president for ensuring accessibility to E15. He said the recognition of renewable ethanol not only ensures a low-cost fuel source, but also improves our energy security. That announcement coming yesterday during the president's visit to Iowa. Markets in overnight electronic trade are lower this morning in Chicago. Right now, we're looking at May corn currently trading down a nickel at 771. December corn unchanged at 731. May beans are down three, 1667. November beans down eight at 1499. May wheat's down 12 at 1091. July new crop down 12, $11 even. No change again yesterday on barrel or block cheese prices. The AA butter that dropped three quarters of a cent on Wednesday to two, on Tuesday, I should say, at two cents. Seventy-seven and a half. Right now, we've got May milk up four at twenty-four eighty-five a hundredweight. June milk currently trading eleven cents stronger at twenty-four ninety-four a hundredweight. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When remodeling your home, you don't want some silly goose in charge of your plans. Meet Adam of AF Construction. He grew up in a Wisconsin family of skilled craftsmen working side by side with the best. Hundreds of happy homes endorses detailed attention to distinctive projects. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. So I wanted to talk with you and your mom today, Lily, because some people at school have noticed changes going on with you. And we're concerned. Like what? Who? Some of your friends, teachers. Sounds like you've lost interest in a lot of things lately. You're hanging with new friends. So? So, individually, maybe those things are no big deal. But taken together, and then the incident the other day, you were with Derek when he was caught selling marijuana. Yeah, he was selling it. Honey, we know. But we care about you and and want to know what's going on. That's right. We just want to understand better and see how we might help. And if weed is a part of it, we just want to make sure you understand the negative consequences for someone your age, the physical and mental health effects, poor decision-making, and the confusing legal aspects these days. So what do you say? Can we talk? For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Our diverse and flexible financing options make new windows and doors affordable and stress-free. Insulate those freezing bedrooms, enjoy a crystal clear view, and be the house that people point at when they're looking for trendy new window and door ideas. Our financing makes it all possible and without worry. 
we will find a plan that works for you. Call me today or visit windowworldmadison.com. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the story of what's going to happen with the farm and industry short course programming continues to unfold in the state of Wisconsin. Yesterday, an hour-long listening session attracted more than 120 people that logged on and stuck with the conversation. They were allowed to vocally express concerns and give suggestions, and they also were allowed to add chats into the record. I caught up with Jennifer Blazik, the director of the Farm and Industry Short Course. She is kind of in the crosshairs, if you will, on the proposed changes to that program. They are now considering moving from a for-credit program to a not-for-credit program to allow flexibility in curriculum and the teachers that are available to help with Farm and Industry Short Course. The residential side of Farm and Industry Short Course is still very much unresolved. The on-campus experience that students have... uh, been exposed to is considered a very, very valuable part about that educational experience, but they can't find space for the students on campus. So there's still some work to be done. After the hour-long listening session, I caught up with Blazik and asked her to tell me what she heard from the comments and the chats expressed. Yeah, I was really excited to see that many people interested. I know it was kind of a nice day here in Madison. It's a little windy, but otherwise I was like, oh, you know, the the, the lure of spring planting might have pulled people away. So I was really excited to see that we got over 100 um, people on the call and able to answer their ask their questions, give us feedback, comments. So I was, and I'm really thankful for people to, to taking the time out of their day to do that because it really shows how much, how many people are out there who care and are passionate about the program. Now, this is a fairly recent conversation that has involved a lot of people. A farm and industry short course looking to pivot from a four credit program to a not for credit program and also changing perhaps the dynamics of where classes are taught on campus living experience. So what did you hear today, Jennifer, if you were to try to boil down for people, all the comments, all the chats, what did you hear? Give me some points. Yeah, I would say there's definitely, and this is not surprising. I've been hearing it, especially when I um, was talking with the students while they were here on campus uh, about a month ago now. Um, is that there's definitely a sense of loss of that residential program that everyone loves and has a lot of fond memories of. We know we heard stories of people who found their significant other, their partner, at it during Fisk and, um, you know, the friendships that they've made. So that's definitely something that came through loud and clear. And um, I think it, that's also a challenge, right, because we're going through that kind of loss, sense of loss, that grief. And so it's hard for people to start thinking about moving into that space of, okay, what could a new fist look like, right? Because there's so many fond memories of the, of the past. Um, but also, I would say it reinforced a lot of what we heard from the students when they were on campus. And we talked with them with the listening sessions and others since then, that there's, there's a lot of positives of FISC that, they, that people want to see continue, right? So the in-person, hands-on education, um, that connection and learning from faculty, uh, Cal faculty and staff, uh, the being on campus is really important for people, um, for students, and then over overall the networking and community building that that students get to experience when they're here with other people who are like minded like them, right? Who are also passionate about our culture, and so those are things which is good because those are the positives of this that Doug and I have been thinking about. How do we build that into the new Fisk going forward? Explain for people the challenge of trying to poll this audience or 
get a, a grip on what direction this goes. You've been making efforts. That's something that might have been overshadowed. You shared with us today how you'd been making efforts to get input. Tell them about that. Yeah, so it's it's challenging because we were, um, like I've talked about, the reason for moving away from the four credit is it's super restrictive and even being very innovative and, re- and responsible and very nimble to change and also to the needs of the industry and students. So that has been a challenge. And then um, one of the things that I think we, we saw that I saw in the listening session was just the, the general understanding of how the program functions, right? Uh, even the students, you know, they're in it, they're taking classes, they're talking to me, they're talking to their past directors, you know, they're experiencing the program, but there's a lot of administrative policies and procedures that happen on the, the back end that a lot of people aren't aware of. And so it was good. For, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to explain things like, okay, this is, this is why this was the way it is, or this is why it's been happening. Um, you know, the, for example, that we're a revenue, revenue generating program. We don't get any financial support from the, from campus or, or CALS because we have to bring in the students to provide our revenue base for our budget. So these kind of, you know, background behind the scenes things that were really great that we were able to, um, uh, explain and answer those questions. Because, yeah, I would say I think we were thinking about 50% of the time was in answering questions, which was great, right? Especially trying to do that with a, a wide variety of people. Because I know when I was at the WPS Farm Show, just answering those questions one-on-one, you know, and then being like, please, you know, tell your friends, <laughs> spread the word. But this way we could kind of answer and help people understand about FISC at a deeper level in a, in a uh, bigger swath. But I would say, yeah, there's been a lot of efforts. And, you know, we, especially with targeted focus groups, sometimes it has to be smaller groups. So you can't bring in, uh, you know, 100 people like we had today to do that. So there's been some efforts. But again, the challenges of time, then we had COVID happen and all these things, um, which unfortunately led us to where we are now. You know, I think there's some question and maybe some confusion remaining, Jennifer, on Okay, now what is going to happen? Uh, There were questions during the listening hour from parents of accepted students that are now kind of knocked back on their heels, not knowing what is going to happen next. And I know that you're also going to be still visiting with professional dairy producers in the Farm Bureau. Give us, what is the time frame? What is the honest-to-gosh time frame that you're dealing with? Yes, it has been, you know, since the decision was made, Doug and I started meeting. We hadn't really met. I, I knew of him, obviously, but I had we had never actually had a one-on-one before that time. But since graduation, so a month ago exactly today, um, since the students graduated, we have been just busy, hit the ground running with contacting people, um, you know, talking to uh, campus partners around housing options. What does it look like for us, you know, in this non-credit space? Um, FISC instructors, are they willing to teach? What are they teaching? What does is, what is their availability look like for next year and beyond? And then as well as many other stakeholders, like we talked a lot about the tech schools. Um, Doug has been meeting with them to see what could some partnerships and collaborations look like. So that has all been happening um, for the last month. But our goal is, uh, is by mid-May, we want to be advertising the new FISC um, for the next year and beyond. So that's kind of our time frame is and we really want to wait till this was a really good opportunity for us to hear that feedback, get that input from stakeholders. And then Friday's meeting with PDPW and Farm Beer, like you mentioned, is going to be where we, really where we target in and do a focus group with a smaller group of people to really see what what of the options that we've been developing, been thinking about, some of our plans, what really works, what could this actually look like so that we can go back uh, starting next week um, and you know, sit down and do some actual honest goodness planning now that we have feedback and input and more of a, a framework for what it could look like based on uh, the information we've been gathering for the last month. 
I think there may be some people that uh, were listening today or are going to take a look at transcripts or whatever might be available and say, well, they've made up their mind already. My input doesn't matter. Is that the case? Oh, no. I I mean, we put we gave this opportunity for people to kind of chime in, um, you know, live to give their input. But also, you know, I'm always available via, via phone, email, um, you know, if they want to stop in <laughs> um, at Lowell, they can find me there. But no, we definitely want to keep this uh, input going for for the future, because that's the thing. Now that we're in the non-credit space, we will be able to be more nimble and responsive to the industry. And so that will this conversations will keep on happening um, beyond just now. It'll be in the future as well. So we have definitely confirmed we are in the non-credit space. And I understand based on flexibility of programming and available instructors uh, for those interested students out there. How do you suggest that they try to stay engaged in the process, Jennifer? Uh, another issue that was brought up is, plain and simple, promoting the program. Uh, you are only one person. There is really no budget. I mean, there's there's a lot of information that needs to be shared, but not necessarily a lot of resources to share it. Yeah, so I would say um, social media, our Facebook page, um, my Program assistant Stephanie Hammerly has been an amazing addition. Um, I've always been a very firm believer in social media, but, you know, as far as, like you mentioned, right, I'm just only one person, so I couldn't manage that all myself. So having Stephanie on board, she's been really revamping that and making sure that we've got regular posts or keeping people in contact. So that's a great one because as soon as we know anything, that's the first place it's going to be. Also, the website, our FISC um, website. So we did mention that in the listening session today that um, some of the questions that we weren't able to answer or some of the comments that um, made us think of certain questions that people might be having, I'm going to be editing our website to make sure that we're kind of putting more information on there, not only what's coming, but also helping people to understand the change and where that came from. So um, I'll be working on that, actually, uh, <laughs> as soon as as soon as soon we're done talking um, to make sure that that information's on there so people can, can especially those who couldn't come to the listening session, uh, are able to, you know, get in the loop and stay up to date on what's going on and then what we've been talking about. Jennifer Blazik, she is the director of the Farm and Industry Short Course. You can listen to our entire conversation from yesterday's listening session online now, MidwestFarmReport.com. Just go to our podcast listing. They are going to be meeting again on Friday with leadership from the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation and the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. One item that uh, Blazik asked is that people that are engaged in the conversation, please try to stay positive, try to stick with the program as they figure out what it's going to take for a successful education in the future for the farm and industry short course. We'll be keeping you posted.